welcome, welcome, welcome to the best five-minute wine podcast. From the seed to the glass, wine has a past. Your host, Boris Kelly, looks for adventure at wineries around the globe. After all, grape minds think alike. Let's start the adventure. Here's your host, Boris Kelly. One of the questions, the top question you had was, what makes your bubbles different? Is, uh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, so there's such a small quantity of sparkling wine and champagne that's available to the average consumer in stores. They, they don't understand how much variety uh, exists out there. And what I do is I source smaller growers, smaller farmers throughout the world, champagne and throughout the world. And these are farmers and producers that are making as few as 10,000 bottles, 20,000 bottles for the world, right? So these are very small. You're not gonna find these in on a grocery store shelf uh, or in Total Wine or in any kind of store like that. You have to be in a specialty wine store uh, in order to discover some of these. So they're very hard to find. And there's a quality level that is completely different when you're dealing with small farmers who, yes, they care about money, they wanna live and make money, but they also care just as much, if not more, about what they're creating and what they're making. And that just creates a different product that just has a taste and quality level that rises above any kind of mass produced brand. You've kind of aligned yourself with those particular uh, growers or, and producers in that you want that quality, you're not worried about quantity. Correct, it's all, it's all about the quality. So with your sparkling wine, what's, when you were, uh, how did that come about? You're, you're in your life at what point? And uh, you said, hey, I uh, got an idea. And then it's what happened there? Well, I'm not new to the beverage world. Uh, a few years back uh, here in Washington, D.C., I used to own a couple bars. So I'm familiar with the alcohol side of thing. And I just always had a preference for wine and particular champagne and sparkling wine. It was just something I've always enjoyed. And coming out of the pandemic, I was looking for a new business and with the uncertainty at the time, I didn't want to do anything brick and mortar and I didn't want to sign a lease. So I started thinking about what can I do online and I just tried to put my love and passion for sparkling wine up in a way that I could create a business out of it. What kind of bars did you have? Uh, they were um, the kind of bars where there would be some tables where you would reserve them for table service. You had to buy bottles. Um, and the rest of the people would be standing up around the bar and there was always a DJ, you know, so pretty yeah. upbeat, up-tempo. Yeah, yeah, okay. A bar with some definite personality and, and vibe and energy. And that's, yes, and that's kind of helped get me into champagne is because we sold bottle service at the tables. We were always selling uh, bottles of like Dom Perignon, Dom Perignon Rosé, some higher-end bottles. So I always had those around and I was constantly tasting. So that yeah. helped me move from, I've always loved wine, that just helped move me more towards uh, champagne in particular. Yeah, I don't know if it's a similar at all, but um, me personally, um, I've just gotten into the sparkling water here about a year ago, and now I can't live without it. I, I've tried all the brands, and there is a difference I've, I've noticed, and I've got, now I've got my specific one that I want, like, but is sparkling water, it's just not taking sparkling water and pouring it into a glass of wine. No, it's quite a process um, to make uh, sparkling wine. That's why it tends to cost more. Champagne is a little more expensive uh, because the it's more labor intensive to make and the investment is higher to make it and the time it takes from when you harvest the grape 
when you can sell the bottle is longer than normal wine. So all of these factors uh, are why it tends to be a little bit more expensive than regular wine. Yes, uh, the most common, well-known brand when it comes to champagne, even if you've never had it, everyone's for the most part familiar with that ubiquitous yellow label, Veuve Clicquot. And that's, uh, that's two words, and, and say that again? Veuve Clicquot. Okay. That's one of the, one of the biggest brands. Um, there are two massive brands when it comes to champagne that overshadow everything, and that's Veuve Clicquot and Moet Chandon. And those are the two that almost everybody knows or you can find in almost any store. Thank you for listening. This episode of the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast was produced by IISM. If you like the show, please tell your friends and pets and subscribe. Until next time, pour the wine and ponder your next adventure. Hi, before you go, we have exciting news. The Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast has teamed with a breakthrough technology and added a new feature on our website that's bound to elevate your podcast experience. Here is where we need your help. Trying to remember something from an episode? Don't worry. Search for it and we will find it for you. Have you ever thought you could just ask questions and chat about the episodes as if you were talking to me? Well, now you can. That's right. Our episodes are now interactive and they're waiting to have a conversation with you. Jump into a chat with our podcast and let's get the conversation started. Try it out and tell us what you think. Click on the banner at the top of the website, thebestwinepodcast.com to try it. 